everybody, and welcome to Dishing with Stephanie's Dish. I am here again with my friend, Miles Jacob, who is a, you wouldn't like it if I called you a foodie, but you are. Yeah, I am. <laughs> on a level, I am. Yeah, you are. And probably on the same level as I am. I just happen to have a radio show where I talk about food. But <laughs> in a lot of respects, I feel like you know way more food than I do. A little bit. I don't know. Some ways I feel like I know a lot of things. And in a lot of ways, I don't know that much about food. I know the little bits that I care about. I know plenty about, but that's it. Right, right. I wanted to just talk with you a little bit. This is the time of year where people are starting to do like holiday shopping and people ask about cookbooks. And of all of my friends, you and my friend Stephanie March, who's my radio partner, are probably the two people that have an interest in cookbooks besides myself. Because yeah. you have a lot of cookbooks and you cook out of them. And I know it's probably different than it used to be with the internet, but you yeah. still enjoy them. Yeah, I do enjoy them. But, you know, and in, in, in thinking about cookbooks this last few days, because I knew that this is what we wanted to talk about. You know, I'm weird about cookbooks. I always love getting a cookbook for a present or, you know, reading about one and you know, sometimes I'll actually go out and buy it. But I, the way I use cookbooks is for recipes. And I'll maybe go back and use the same six recipes out of a cookbook over and over and again and not try the other ones. And it's, I think that's a little weird, uh, but, but you know, whatever. I, 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 I love, you know, I love, I love the pictures, you know, it's the food porn is works for me. It's Do nice. You- do you like a cookbook that has, well, you just said pictures. Some of the newer ones now have like step-by-step pictures. Yeah, I don't need that. I, I, I'm not against it. I don't care, but I don't really need that. Yeah, just I, kind I of it. a general overview. Yeah, and same thing with internet sites. I, I don't need a video to show me how to read a recipe. It's Recipes are of, super straightforward. You either want to make that or you don't. Some of the videos that are on these channels are so irritating because there's the ads, there's the videos. And I understand that everybody's got to make money and that's how they monetize this stuff. But yeah, I'm yeah. just like, oh. Yeah. Well, I, I'm crazy enough that I look at, like on YouTube, I, I follow some so-called channels of people that have YouTube videos um, for certain kinds of cooking. I find it frustrating because a lot of times it's hard to actually chase down the menu, uh, not the menu, but the recipe for for what they what they did the video of. And I was like, what do you expect me to write this all down as you're cooking it? That's nuts. You know, it's like, oh, or go to our Reddit page. It's like, go to your Reddit page. <laughs> That is kind of reaching. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no. But getting back to cookbooks, I I, I do like cookbooks. They they are fun. When I get one for Christmas or, you know, a birthday or something, I love it. You know, it's fun. Do you like the cookbook to read it, to peruse it? Like, do you go page by page? Yeah, no, I am a recipe guy. I, 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 you know, if they list all of the recipes in a table of contents, I, you know, I, I won't see 75% of the book because I'll just go to the recipes. That oh, look that's interesting. The title, which is, yeah, I mean, it's kind of not fair to the author of the cookbook, but whatever. I, that's yeah, the way That's the is. way I do it. You know, and that's the thing about cookbooks that I find to be sort of a little bit of a pain is that they're not searchable. 
So if I want to make uh, for dinner tonight, you know, whatever, I want to make something with chicken and mm, some vegetable. You, you know, if you have a database with internet recipes, you can just search for that. But, you know, with, with cookbooks, it's kind of hard to find the one that you're looking for without going through 12 cookbooks and whatever in our little digital age, that's a pain. There is a app thing you need to know about called eatyourbooks.com. Oh. And what it is, is it's a community of cookbook lovers that have indexed over 2 million recipes. Cool. So you can have a search engine to find all your recipes in your cookbooks, and they include now magazines and favorite blogs too. That is interesting. So you pay a monthly subscription and you can save all of these recipes and yeah. it's a pretty great site. Authors that they are fond of are Yoto Odalengi, yeah. um, Mark Bittman, Rose Levy, Birnbaum, Ina Garten, Jamie Oliver. So they really have a lot of the books that you might like. So how do they upload a, all of those into one database? Are they like scanning the page in the cookbook? I have to, I used to be a member, but I guess I met, let my membership lapse. Yeah. yeah. So you could type in there like, you know, Szechuan chicken. Right. And it would give you the recipes of yeah. any of these that are in these cookbooks. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's very cool. So I have an app that I use for my digital recipes, which I use, you know, 10 to one more than I use a recipe from a cookbook now, uh, you know, or more. And it's, it's a free app, which whatever, it's a free app. And it's just a database that you upload a digital recipe from any site to, but what you get is the search engine. For, for your recipe box. And it's just a link to that, to that site. I mean, that's all it is. You know, yep. if, if you want to, if you want to look up like this week, we had chili. So you look up chili and there's a million recipes for chili, but I might have three or four different recipes saved. So I go to this app and I type in chili and, and it'll pull back these three or four recipes that I had saved. And then you just click on the link inside of each of those recipes and it just goes to that recipes site, whether it's Bon Appetit or Serious Eats or whatever. And that works really, really well. And I have an iPad in the kitchen and that's what I cook off of. You know, I, I'm a recipe cooker. So the website that I was just telling you about, Eat Your Books, it's $30 a year. Okay. So that is something. I mean, that is sort of one of those things that one has to decide whether they want to pay for their recipes or not. That, mm -hmm. That's a whole thing, you know, and in the end, it's not really that it's a lot of money. It's, it's just that there's so much available that's, you know, outstanding recipes for free. Right. Why am I, why, are the, why do these people think I need to pay them to get another good recipe? Like America's Test Kitchen, famous for not giving anything away for free, really. Same you with gotta, Cook's Illustrated. And, yeah. And, and, well, it's the same thing. They're the same people. And their, their recipes are great. I'm not trashing them. I, I think they're really practical, good recipes. But you got you to gotta be a member and it sort of goes on. And the same thing with Milk Street Kitchen, which is the same guy Chris that started Kimball. America's Cat. Yeah, he's this prissy 
you know, whatever. <laughs> but I, he's great. I mean, he he is for the way I like to cook and the things that I'm interested in cooking and stuff. He's he's really good. I, I think the guy's a pain, but so what? He's, he's I interviewed good. him, and it was a really big day. Like I just felt like, wow, I finally arrived in this food thing. Yeah. I'm interviewing Christopher Kimball. Well, he's a star. I mean, in his own way. Do you subscribe to the New York Times cooking app? Like they have a recipe box that's searchable and I actually do like that. You asked, here you go. (laughs) So we subscribe to the Times, which which means you get that as part of your subscription. And that was my go-to recipe box. And you can import in any recipe. It doesn't have to be a New York Times recipe. So I use, and all it is is the exact same thing as what I was talking about. I did that for years and that was my go-to recipe database. And I mean, I spent a fair amount of time building that up over the years. And then all of a sudden, unannounced or anything else, the search part of it, which is everything. I mean, I had three, 4,000 recipes in it. When you would search for eggplant for, you know, for dinner tonight to get some ideas, it would only come back with the New York Times recipes that had eggplant, not the other ones that I had stored in the box. And I was like, what? This is this. So being the nerd that I am, I sent them an email, you know, which is there's really there's not an editor of recipes at the New York Times. It's hard to really get at this. I was like, hey, what happened here? Blah, blah, blah. Something changed. You know, it's I've I've gone all over your site and asked for explanation, you know, looked for explanations or what I got to do or whatever, but something changed and this happened. Uh, after like three weeks, I get this non-committal email back that said something to the effect of, you know, we're aware of the problem. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, you know, in the and the implication was we're going to fix it. You know, it, obviously something changed in there. You know, they changed something in general. And my feeling was inadvertently made it so that the search engine didn't work for non-New York. I don't think it was on purpose, actually. What's the point? They still allowed you to import other recipes in. So I hung in there for like a month and it's just like, well, screw it. I, You know, you guys aren't changing. So I found this other app called The Cookbook App. Clever, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's free and it does pretty much the same thing. You just create your own database that's searchable, which is great. That's awesome. It's got its own quirks, but it works. So I asked you before we started recording today, we were talking about cookbook. We get this question and that is, give me three cookbooks that you highly recommend. Uh And then I asked you if you could suggest something for a new cook in particular, a vet, a seasoned vet, like someone, because- Like, I'll just give you an example of the French Laundry Cookbook yeah. by Thomas Keller. Beautiful book. I was glad I got it. It was a gift. I will never, ever cook anything out of it. Yeah. Right. I get it. Yeah. Uh, so I thought about it. So for the for the so-called beginner, whatever, and I have you know, my kids and stuff, they're getting into cooking now, but they're, but they haven't cooked that much. They didn't, we didn't grow up cooking together or whatever, (laughs) you know, they're, they're, they're learning to cook as they're getting old. So there's the Kenji Lopez alt book, which is called the food lab. And it's a different kind of book. Um, It's, he's one of these food science guys, which is kind of a turnoff, to be honest with you, the idea of it. But what he does is take various subjects, like one chapter is breakfast, and he gets into, he starts talking about eggs, 
well, I like eggs. So that's kind of interesting. And he knows there's all this stuff about eggs that has nothing to do with a, with a recipe. Does he have a recipe for, for eggs Benedict in there? Yeah, he does. But he has all this stuff about, for instance, they found out that if you, if you make uh, scrambled eggs, if you salt the eggs, if you, you know, you, you're going to whip your eggs and if you salt the eggs and whip them and then let them sit for 15 minutes that the eggs, you won't get that leaky egg in your scrambled eggs, you know, where you get the water and that's uh-huh. kind of icky. So that doesn't happen then. Well, that's cool. I like that kind of, you know, it's, it's sort of little information. You know, you can, the food science thing, you can go heavy into that if you want. And I'm not interested in that. Like that guy who is like the poster child, uh, his name Alton is like Brown. Harold McGee. Thing like that. Have you heard of him? Yeah. He's a star guy. He is into like figuring out molecular stuff, you know, where it, it, it's like, Ah, okay, I am not a molecular biologist. And, you know, he's telling me why egg yolks bind from a true element, elemental chart of science. (laughs) It's a little too much for me too. Well, for me, it's not really what I'm interested in, but you know, whatever. So uh, getting back to the, the food lab book, that's a really good book for a beginner because it describes stuff and it's just super basic. It, it tells you why you want to, why you want to sear a steak and brown it on the, and the, and sort of what's happening when that's going on and why that's something that is good and, and how you do that. And it's not like, oh, there's a chapter on it. It's a paragraph. Right. Um, so anyways, if you, were, if you were interested in cooking, but, but were sort of intimidated by it or just didn't have a lot of experience with it, that's a great place to start because he's not, and the recipes are all very basic, straightforward recipes that okay. anyone would be interested in. That would be my suggestion for that one. For any beginning cook, I would also say, go get, you know, the Fanny Farmer book of cooking or the New York Times cookbook or, you know, the, the, the best recipe cook, uh, book, which is put out by American's Test Kitchen or Cooks Illustrated, whatever. Yeah. I always recommend for people that are new, the Mark Bittman, How to Cook Everything. Yeah. Now exactly. that assumes that you already have the joy of cooking because I think that's the first yeah. cookbook every person should have. Yeah, I mean it's the same kind of thing, right? I mean, you can if you if you don't know how to cook very much and you want to have roast beef tonight. It's not like roast beef is hard to roast, but if you've never done it before, any of those books are perfect for that. Right. What is a book that you use all the time? Like you just find yourself going back to it all the time. Uh, Again, I have specific recipes and books that I use all the time, like the Alice Waters. I think it's the first cookbook that she did. I use her Caesar salad dressing recipe. Mm -hmm. I mean, that page is filthy and it sticks to the (laughs) next page now. And I use that. And there's probably half a dozen other recipes that I use out of that. She's really good with, you know, the 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 endless you know how do you roast a chicken you know yeah. everyone's got there uh you know that that's a good one that that's how i use a cookbook is you know a few recipes only and i'll go to that cookbook for the same damn recipe. every single time you are someone that got into chinese cooking for a while yeah i'm into it now too what, much what books do you like in that genre you and I talked about a, a long time ago that, um, remember Lucky Peach? Yes. Was, I bought the um, book because you told me to. 
Yeah. Uh, so Lucky Peach was that magazine that was put out by David Chang and this guy, Peter Meehan. And it was this ultra insider, hip, you know, food guru-y thing. And David Chang, if you, you know, you got to sort of have a taste for the guy. He's pretty strong. Yeah. Very opinionated man. Guy and no time for fools and everything else. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. And that's where I learned about that guy, Harold McGee, because he had a column in that magazine each time it came out. Well, anyway, they put out a book on how to cook Chinese food from that you were used to taking out like at a Chinese restaurant. So is that like, a, what is that noise? Yeah, is that that's your clock? Nice Yes. <laughs> I'm very professional around here. Bong, bong. Yeah. Guess what time it is, everybody. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, anyway, so like Kung Pao shrimp that you can get at any Chinese restaurant. They have a really good recipe for making Kung Pao shrimp. So it tastes really good like it does from a, from a restaurant. And yeah. I go back to that all the time. And if you, if you care, and it's not like it's hard, it's easy. It's just follow the directions and it takes 20 minutes. It doesn't have to be Kung Pao shrimp. You can, you can, it can be Kung Pao chicken or whatever you want. And you can go off of that too. I mean, if, if you don't like it spicy, whatever, I, it, that's the kind of, that's the kind of recipe that that book has. And they, they probably have, there's probably like a hundred recipes in the book, but they have like Chinese noodles and different ways, Chinese vegetables, different ways, and all like very practical for an American home cook. I've kind of gone down the rabbit hole a little bit with Chinese cooking. So I get into Szechuan cooking and I order from weird sites to get stuff from China. And, you know, and <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm particularly good at it because I'm really just following directions, but I like doing that stuff. I have stuff in my refrigerator that is the weirdest stuff that I've gotten. And I know how to use it now and making different sauces and stuff. I'm into it. I mean, that's, I probably cook that way more than I cook other ethnic ways. I'm so sad that the stupid coronavirus is preventing my eating oh, these delicious meals. Cause we used yeah. to eat together all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, this is the, this is the thing is that, and, or, you know, prevents you from going to a good restaurant that serves, let's say, Szechuan food. You know, you can take out fine, but whatever. Since we talked last time, the restaurants got shut down except for takeout. Yep. Which to my way of thinking it had to be, I know some people disagree with that, but mm, I we do have a little feel, problem here. I do feel like it is necessary yeah. And at the same time, it makes it no less sad that Ugh. this particular industry has had to shoulder Ugh. the burden of generally what I think we can call uh, rampant stupidity amongst people because they won't put on their stupid mask. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so these people are out of work or they've lost their investment. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, I my real job is in that industry, is in the concert industry, and we're shut down. Yeah. We've been shut down since the, you know, the early March. It's not coming back until there is a vaccine and everyone's taking the vaccine that's going to take it. Um, yeah, I, mean, I know. There like, is no way. First Avenue, out of business. Um, all the bands, out of business. And, you know, they're keeping things going with live right. streams and stuff like that. But that's, they're out of business. They're not making money on that, really. Even big bands, I mean, big popular bands, not really making money on it. And this is our livelihood. 
you know, uh, I, I'm not a musician, but I count on the music business for my business. We're out of business until it comes back and it's not coming back until this thing's under control. And do you think that that will be next summer, summer of 2021, or do you think it'll actually be else. I hope it is. I mean, I think there's reason to hope that it is. That depends on the vaccine being real and working and available. And it's it's not coming back because people are going to start wearing face masks. No way. And I mean, I'm big pro face masks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But the concert, no one, no one is going into First Avenue that has, you know, capacity of 1500 or so, um, you know, packed in there watching a great show, sweating and breathing next to everyone else. That's, that's just not going to happen. I mean, unless you're a suicide commando. I mean, right. Forget it. It's not going to happen. They're out of business and it's not coming back until the virus isn't a, isn't a, a risk. It is interesting when you think about Broadway and you think about the live entertainment oh. business, oh. the restaurants. And I know that there's been like an outcry of help for these businesses, but it feels like we do spend an inordinate amount of time talking about the restaurant industry. And yet like these live performers or Broadway actors, I mean, that's just been shut down the entire time. Yeah. I mean, uh, and there's plenty of public discussion about that too. I mean, those, the, the food industry, restaurants, whatever, and the entertainment industry, those are the two that really get talked about. And as they should, I mean, those are enormous. The, the pent up <laughs> appetite <laughs> for, for live music right now. Oh my God. God, I know. I, mean, I can't wait to go the band see a show. I work with doesn't really do a lot of the streaming stuff, but we're going to do a Christmas show <gasps> in December live streaming in front of nobody live, but and it's for pay and everything. The people that are so excited, and this, you know, I work with Los Lobos, they're a popular band, but not giant popular by any means. But even for them, the pent up demand to even just watch it on your tv live god it's huge it's i'm excited huge. about that i'll watch a los lobos christmas show yeah absolutely absolutely so anyways and it's the same thing with restaurants i'm dying to go back to a restaurant and it's not like i'm a five day a week restaurant guy. I'm not, but maybe once or twice a week. And I like to follow them and I appreciate how hard it is for them to be successful in the best of times. I'm into it. And, you know, I can't wait for that to come back. You know, hopefully, yeah, like you say, hopefully halfway through next year, we'll be at a point that we can safe. do something. Um, yeah. I'm going to throw you a weird curveball question here. So prepare. <laughs> Yeah. One of the ways that I like to give cookbooks as gifts is I like to give the book and then I like give like some kind of inexpensive gadget or something uh -huh. and I like get them started. So sure. if you were going to gift that way and you can even wrap it like in a tea towel and so oh, it's yeah, all whatever. cute. What would be your like gadget that you would include with your cookbook gift? Uh, okay. So, well, so here's an example. One of my kids asked for, for a for Christmas this year, asked for a sous vide, um, you know, circulator thing. Sure, because um, you have so, one. So I would don't listen, Dustin. Um, I <laughs> I would get him a, a, a sous vide thing and then a sous vide cookbook, you know, from 
America's Test Kitchen or something right. like that that focuses on, well, that's, I think that's a great, I mean, if, if, if they're into it, that's the kind of thing, of, if you don't know they're into it, that's a pretty big leap. I think a vegetable food. peeler, because like you never have one that's sharp enough. Yeah. You have like all the crappy ones or even like a microplane zester. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Those that, are great. I, I couldn't live without my zester. No, no, no. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or, you know, uh, if you wanted to do a, if you wanted to do a, some kind of a Chinese cookbook and a, you know, a a zester for ginger, Mm -hmm. whatever, that's, that's that's sort of a fun little combo thing. I love it. Okay. Well, we're coming up on uh, Thanksgiving, so I think we'll uh, take a break and think <laughs> yeah. about some other topics to discuss. But it's always fun to talk to you. I feel like I've gotten a chance to talk with you that I hadn't for a long time, so it's been fun. Yeah, because we don't see people anymore, remember? No, we don't. <laughs> and we did get a lot of feedback. I think we had 400 and some downloads on the podcast right? last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. I got good fa- feedback from my friends. Yeah. You know, they're like, wow, you look at you. I was like, well, Stephanie sent me the link when she put it up. And it was that old thing of, good God, that's what I sound like. Ugh. Yeah. And I think that's true with a lot of people. It is with me. <laughs> I never want to go back and watch myself on TV or yeah. listen to myself because yeah. it's never Who's good. That? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. All right, Miles. We'll talk again soon. Okay. See you later. Thanks for being a guest. Okay. Okay. Bye.